welcome to Hacker Public Radio. My name is David Wing. I go by uh, Roadrunner in the IRC uh, channels. I wanted to do a little uh, review slash tutorial on uh, Puppy Linux. Uh, Puppy's the reason that I went back to uh, Linux in 2006. I had, uh, with my early experience there with Linux, uh, I first tried uh, Red Hat 9 in 2003. And I managed to get the uh, xorg.com file working uh, well enough so I could uh, I could run KDE and I ran GNOME. They had both uh, both window managers on the disk, if I remember right. And it looked pretty it looked pretty nice, and I, I liked the idea of having a, a really fully featured uh, command line. And uh, I basically uh, spent quite a bit of time in the command line fooling around with all the different. Uh, Different things that you know it kind of impressed me. You could use like wget to go and pull down uh, pull down files and whatnot, and and there wasn't that type of uh, option available in, in the Windows uh, Windows command line. So uh, I had a little problem though with the uh, with Red Hat 9, and that was in my computer. I was using dial-up internet at the time, so I had a uh, a Win modem in the computer, and basically the the firmware that the uh, Win modem used it was it was dependent on on the Windows operating system to the point where uh, I couldn't get it running in, in Linux so so I went back to my uh, my evil XP ways and I ran XP for you know 2003, 2004, 2005 and then 2006 rolled around and I wanted to go and uh, give a uh, computer that I had a Pentium 2 233 megahertz computer with had um, 64 megabytes of RAM a 4 gigabyte hard disk and I basically wanted to give it away to goodwill, and I knew enough about Linux that they had some mini distributions. So I I went and tried at the time uh, DSL. I tried Feather Linux, and I tried uh, Puppy, and basically Puppy Puppy ran well enough. Uh, I got my graphics card working. I had uh, 1024 by 768 resolution. I had uh, my printer was working with cups, and I was using uh, a cable modem at the time, so I was using uh, Ethernet. So the network card, uh, I got that working without a problem. So everything was uh, everything was working well, and I, I wound up giving the computer away to Goodwill, and and I you know deleted. I think I used uh, Derek's uh, boot nuke uh, D band, so I completely and totally wiped out the uh, the Windows 98 uh, 98 partition there, and just uh, just left Puppy Linux on there. So I was pretty I was pretty happy with how it uh, how it all turned out. And so today I want to do a, a little bit, a little review there of Puppy. And uh, for those who don't know, Puppy Linux, it, it comes in a ISO file size under 100 megabytes of, of RAM there, of memory. So it's very, uh, it's it's very, uh, very small distribution. And uh, it comes with uh, uh, Joe's Window Manager is the uh, window manager it uses. It's got, uh, it's, it's Joe's Window Manager, it's, it's it's lighter than, say, a GNOME or, or KDE or even an XFCE. Uh, it's it's very, very well suited to uh, older systems. And uh, some of the software that they've included with, with Puppy, it's got uh, the SeaMonkey Internet Suite. So it's got uh, the web browser. It's got a decent uh, tabbed web browser. Uh, it's it, you go and hover over the tab. You get a little preview of um, what window is is. If you click on the tab, what window you're going to get, which is kind of neat. Uh, and the SeaMonkey Internet Suite, they've also got a uh, mail client in there. They've got a news client in there. They've got an address book in there, and they've got Composer, which is an HTML, uh, a GUI HTML editor, which is which is kind of neat. 
uh, the file manager that Puppy comes with it uses Rocks Filer, and that's it's a very uh, it's a very fast file manager. Um, I kind of prefer prefer Nautilus, but I've been using uh, I, I my main system I use uh, an Ubuntu uh, Intrepid system, so I'm used to kind of more used to Nautilus. But Rocks is very fast. Uh, I've been using it now, uh, uh, you know, on and off for for quite some time so it's it's pretty decent it's pretty uh, pretty decent system one of the things i like about the setup they've got in puppy they've got this uh, utility this p mount mount unmount drive utility that they use so on your desktop on your joe's window manager desktop they've got all of your mountable uh, hard drive partitions your cd dvd drive your usb drive it shows them on, on the bottom there your desktop and different uh, drive icons and it gives you a little status light if it's mounted it's got a green light if it's uh, currently being used it's got a yellow light and if it's not mounted it just it doesn't have any light at all on it so it's kind of a kind of neat little utility to go and and see what uh, what the status your uh, what the status of your various partitions are and uh, some of the other stuff that it's got puppy is 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 got a lot of software in it even with the 100 megabyte uh, iso file sizes just got a ton of software in here. Uh, I'll list some of them that they've got here. You've got uh, Xane, which is the image scanner. It's got an MT Paint uh, Paint program in there. Uh, GT Cam, if you've got a uh, digital camera you want to hook to it. Uh, Inklight, it's a vector uh, vector editor. Um, it's got uh, Abbey Word is in there. It doesn't use OpenOffice. OpenOffice would really uh, really make the ISO file size uh, quite a bit bigger. So they use Abbey Word instead. Uh, it's got uh, for uh, expenses there expense tracker track expense program. It's got Numeric. That's a spreadsheet editor, very small, uh, lightweight spreadsheet editor. Home bank finance management. Uh, it's got a Diddy Wiki. That's a personal wiki uh, software program. Uh, Figaro's password manager. It's got Note Note case notes manager. Osmo personal organizer. Uh, PP log personal blog. It's kind of like a, a WordPress or, or blogger software that's included on the CD. Uh, the founder of, of Puppy Linux, Barry uh, Caller, he uses uh, PPLog on, on his uh, on his blog. So if you want to see what PPLog looks like uh, on a server, you can go and go to his website and you can go and see what it looks like. And they've got um, Linux firewall software. So you got you got a firewall program in here. GPPTP PPTP VPN client. Now that's a long name. That's virtual private networking. There, if you want to go and log on securely to a corporate network, it's got PNet Hood Samba shares, so you can go and 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 view your Samba shares here on the uh, on the Puppy distribution. Uh, pure FTP DFTP server. So a CD's got a FTP server included with it. Uh, and it's it's got some uh, the pup dial modem dial-up program. I should note that. Puppy's well known. I haven't been using a modem in a while, but Puppy, if you know somebody who's got a modem, Puppy is really touted as being able to get a lot of modems working there with the drivers and whatnot. So it's a very, very good distribution for people people on on dial-up. Plus the other thing, it's easy for them to go and download it because of the uh, the small size, the small ISO file size. Uh, to go and download something at 700 megs would be a real, a real burden. And some of the other things they've got, they've got uh, Axle Download Accelerator. That's uh, uh, you can use that from the command line too. Basically, if you're gonna if you're gonna pull down a file rather than using wget, you can use Axle, and it'll make multiple connections to the server to try to speed up the uh, speed up the download for you. 
Uh, other things they've got in here, they've got a pCreate torrent, torrent creator, and a torrent downloader. You also have got a uh, voice over IP client in here and, and an instant message client known as uh, PSIP. They've got a uh, puppy podcast grabber. It's a, a bash-based uh, podcast uh, uh, grabbing uh, client. Uh, basically, I, I looked at the script that the uh, the bash script and and the author there of the uh, the programming there of the software. He credited uh, Link Fesden there at. Uh, the lot of links links tech show who also has a, a bash podcast client known as bash party he credit him with using some of his uh, um, some of his ideas there in his uh, in, in the puppy podcast client and uh, some of the other things they've got gftp which is it's a well-known ftp client that's also there on the cd and for watching movies you've got uh, gzine uh, media player and they have the uh, lib dvd css uh, um, file included in the distribution so you can go you've got uh, decryption basically Hollywood goes and decrypts their movies with CSS encryption if you don't have that decryptor you can't watch the movie so Puppy has that included uh, basically out of the box uh, some of the other things they've got in here uh, they've got uh, burn ISO to CD burn ISO file to CD so they've got an ISO you can burn ISOs to CD uh, they've got an ISO master ISO file editor and uh, P-Burn CD DVD Blu-ray burner. So apparently, I guess if you get a, a Blu-ray burner, Puppy will Puppy will work with it. Although I don't have a Blu-ray burner, and I have not tried that. So, and uh, speaking of the software, other things included uh, with the uh, with the SeaMonkey Internet Suite. If you go into the browser, Flash 9 is included uh, as well as you also have MP3 playback. So, with the Flash 9, you can go to YouTube and you can go and get your uh, get your YouTube videos without a problem. Um, it also has uh, NTFS-3G, uh, which is what you need if you want to go and read and write NTFS partitions. That's included with Puppy 2, so you can you can mount an NTFS partition. You can go right into your Windows uh, Windows partition from Puppy and pretty much uh, do whatever you need to do. It's even got a program called XF-Prot Virus Scanner. And that's uh, that'll go into your NTFS partition or your FAT32 partition, and that'll go and scan for uh, scan for Windows viruses, which is a pretty neat little pretty neat little program. And as far as the package management system goes, uh, it's got its own little uh, own little package management system known as uh, .pet. And basically, the the .pet package management system. You can go and see what they have there. They've got their own little version of Synaptic. Uh, if you use Ubuntu, you're familiar with Synaptic. And it's called the uh, Puppy Pet Get Package Manager. And if you go in there, they have uh, uh, it's a fair selection of software. It's not, it's not going to be 25,000 Debian packages, you know, when you go into Ubuntu Synaptic there. But they've got, like, for instance, if you want to, if you don't like Zine, they've got M Player and M Player with all the different codecs in it. So they've got uh, they've got uh, open boxes in here. If you don't like the uh, the window manager, the Joe's window manager, you can go and swap it out and and, and run open box. And uh, they've got uh, they've got a little little selection here of software. Bluefish, if you want to run an HTML editor. Blackbox, another another window manager. So you can you can check that out and and see what uh, see what you think. And they've got Firefox too. 2.0.0.7. I'm not sure why they don't have Firefox 3 yet. Uh, and also with that Firefox right below it, they've got Flash Player 9, uh, Adobe Flash Player from Mozilla. So you'd want to grab that. 
so that you had uh, Flash playback in your in your Firefox browser. And uh, one of the things you need to uh, with Puppy because of the uh, so I should I should mention first with the package management, the Rock Rock's file the file manager is aware of the .pet extensions. So if you go online, you can go and find these pet packages. Sometimes they're listed in the in the Puppy forums. Uh, sometimes they're kind they're kind of all over the place to to be honest with you. But you go and you find the .pet uh, file, and you go and download it. And Rock's file, or you go and click on it. Rock's file is aware of that file, and it'll go and try to install it as a package. But uh, you need to be uh, need to be aware with with Puppy. Uh, you should you probably will run into a situation where you're going to want to compile from source, just because there's not the there's not the huge range of, of packages available like you get in the uh, in the Debian uh, Debian repositories. Uh, one thing you're going to need if you do comp choose to compile from source, because it can't compile Puppy 4 can't compile out of source out of the box. You need to get a uh, a file and it's known as uh, devx underscore 411.sfs. The SFS stands for the, the squash file system. It's a compressed, uh, compressed file system that, that Puppy uses. And basically the 411 stands for the, the version, the current version of Puppy. So you want to get the version that, that you're, you're running of Puppy. And you go and you download that uh, devx underscore 411.sfs file. And what you need to do after that is you go and you put that file in your slash mount slash home directory and that that's the same directory your your personal storage file is and I'll I'll get to that there's this personal storage file known as pup underscore save dot two fs and I'll, I'll get to that in a second but basically you put your uh, uh, devx file there under uh, mount slash home and the next time you boot puppy you'll get uh, you'll have your basically you'll be able to compile a, a C programs it's got uh, Python is included in that too, so it basically you can start you can start downloading and, and building uh, building some uh, uh, some uh, programs from source there. And I should note once you uh, there's an easy way once you go and and um, build a package from source there's an easy little program they have in here that'll that'll go in addition to to making the package uh, or rather in addition to compiling the source it'll also go and make you a, a a pet package that the package management, the puppy package management system is aware of. And all you got to do is you do just like you normally compile a package. You do your dot slash configure, then you do your make, which goes and compiles the package. And then where you normally do the make install, which actually installs the, the binaries into, into, your, uh, into your Linux box, you do instead, you do a new the number two dir space make space install and what that'll do for you that will go and uh, uh, take the um, take it'll do the make install like you normally will but it'll also uh, this is direct from the site here the new two dir is a script that'll execute the make install and addition will create a directory with all the installed files and directories in it and basically the the script that he's written here it'll it'll go and ask you some simple questions and then there's one other step you need to do uh, past that to go and and actually get your pet package and that is uh, after it makes that uh, makes that direct with all the binaries and whatnot you go and do a dir2 pet space and then the directory name and what that'll do is 
That'll go and make the pet package. It'll ask you a couple questions. It'll ask you, like, where's the, uh, the mini icon located for Joe's window manager? So you've got an icon with your installed package. It'll ask you what type of architecture you're going and compiling the, uh, you know, the package, putting the pet package together for. It'll go and uh, ask you, uh, for instance, with the, uh, uh, with the dependencies. It'll ask you if you want to go and list any dependencies. So you gotta, you gotta, you know, it's preferable to put that in there too. And once you build the pet package, what I would do is I would try to run it, um, like when you when you boot off the CD, try to do a, what they call a, it's a puppy pfix equals ram option. What they'll do that'll ignore the save file that you've got, and I'll get to the save file in a second. That'll ignore your personal save file, and that will run puppy, just a virgin puppy, basically a standard standard uh, uh, install puppy. And you can go and try to run that pet package that you made on a standard install puppy to make sure that it'll work on other systems before you go and you know uh, upload it to a, a forum or host it yourself on your own website so that's just something I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd let you know about and there's uh, one other thing I should mention about uh, uh, speaking about the packages now puppy uh, the previous version of puppy puppy version uh, 3 what they did with that is that was built from Slackware 12 uh, uh, packages. So it's got a, a pretty high degree of, of compatibility with uh, Slackware 12 packages. Basically, uh, basically you can go and, uh, go and use, uh, use the packages. They've got a, a program called, uh, a pet package called GSLAPT. And that's what you use for uh, installing Slackware binary packages. They also have a little a little utility called uh, TGZ2PET. And what that'll do is you just do a TG, TGZ2PET space and then the name of the Slackware package, um, you know, .tgz at the end of that. And that'll go and try to make a, a pet package, a puppy package for you from the Slackware package. Now there is one little caveat about that. Puppy4, they compiled it from source. So it's not really designed to be, you know, Slackware compatible. They do, and I'm reading from the uh, the PuppyLinux.com site. It says, however, we have a compatibility collection of packages that can be installed, which achieves a very high level of compatibility, meaning that you'll be able to download and install a wide variety of uh, Slackware 12 binary packages. So pretty much, uh, you still probably, you know, you still probably able to go and use uh, use your Slackware packages here in, in Puppy 4.0. And uh, some of the other things that I wanted to mention about uh, about Puppy Linux is you can go you can go and make your own uh, custom uh, version of, of Puppy Linux. And basically uh, a lot of people have gone and, and done this. They're they're known as uh, uh, puplets. Is the name of the name of what these community contributed uh, custom respins of uh, puppy are known as puplets. You can go and see uh, some of the puplets they've got here uh, at the uh, site there www.puppylinux.org/download/puplets. And some of the interesting things that they've they've done here, they've got one puplet in particular here, a Mac Pup 411. This was based on on Puppy 4.1.1. Uh, it's an ISO file size, 101 megabytes. He's got a very nice uh, blue background to it. It's it kind of looks like a, I don't want to say a helix to it, but it, it's a very uh, it's a wavy theme to it. It's a very very sharp looking uh, 
very sharp looking background. He, his goal here is to try to make uh, make Puppy look like uh, Mac, Mac OS X basically. And he's got uh, he used Ice Ice Window Manager rather than the uh, Joe's Window Manager. He used a modified brush metal theme for Ice Window Manager, so it's got a very silverly uh, silver look to it. He used W Bar. Which is basically like uh, it's it's a launch bar just like Mac uh, OS X has, and it did you know as I say the distro the distribution the the purpose of it is to make it make the uh, puppy look very much like Mac OS X, and he he's pretty much it, it looks very much like it to me. He's also included Firefox too and uh, XMMS player in the distribution, so you might want to check that out. Another one is Box Pop. This is also based on 4.1.1. Uh, it's got an ISO file size, 94 megabytes. And in this, he went and built it on Openbox Window Manager. There's no taskbar, no icon support for the desktops. It's a very, very clean-looking desktop. And uh, you get access to applications by right-clicking on the desktop to get a context menu. And uh, he's using um, WBAR for launching applications. Also using Conky, which uh, gives you uh, system information. And it looks like he's got Conky here in the top, uh, top right and top, uh, uh, excuse me, top right and 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 uh, bottom right of the uh, of the uh, of the desktop. He's got a very very nice uh, very nice purple background to it. Very very interesting there. He's using uh, Thunar for the uh, the file manager rather than uh, rather than the Rocks Filer. Uh, another one here. I'll just go over two more here is Budapup Dingo. Dingo is is Puppy 4.0. And uh, it's 168 megabytes ISO file size. And the reason this is interesting is because he went and used the Enlightenment uh, E17 window manager, which is kind of, um, it's kind of like a, a comp is, uh, comp is effects, but it, it's it's meant to to run on much lighter hard, much lighter and older hardware. And it's been the, the Enlightenment project's been around a lot longer than than comp is or barrel or anything like that. And you can see here he's got the on the bottom there he's got the fire effect there, and uh, he's gone and uh, he's gone and added uh, Opera 9.5, uh, IceCat, Gizmo, and a lot of uh, E17 mods and, and and backgrounds to this distribution. And it looks it looks pretty sharp if you're an Enlightenment fan. There you can basically can get a uh, version of Puppy where it's uh, where it's running right out of the box. And another thing that I wanted to mention was um, a Dingo Plus, and this is a uh, a puplet 255 megabytes in size and the reason I mention this is because uh, nowadays everybody and his brother's buying a triple E PC and um, Dingo Plus is a straightforward remaster of Dingo customized for the Asus triple E PC it includes plenty of extra packages as well as all the required triple E PC drivers the wireless works straight out of the box although you will have to load the AL, uh, ATL2 module if you want to use the wired Ethernet uh, it says brightness and wireless functions keys work, but the volume and mute function keys don't. But you can control the volume using the icon, the taskbar, and I've included XBind keys if you want to set them up. Uh, he's included OpenOffice remote desktop client, Python slash PyGTK programming facility. So he's included some some software with it there. And um, basically, if you want to try Puppy out on a triple E PC. Uh, They've got a uh, they've got a puppy puppet ISO uh, already made for you. The other advantage with Puppy is they say with the uh, you know with the netbooks with the with the flash drives that they have they don't they don't use a regular uh, hard disk there with the you know motor and spindle and all other stuff. 
that um, because they're using the uh, flash drives, they save on battery life. That's one of the big things with the with the uh, the new uh, the new netbooks. But with Puppy, you can load the system to RAM, so you're not you know you're, the the operating system is not constantly accessing the hard drive, so you're saving a lot of a lot of uh, a power that way. So that's one of the the big features with with the Puppy distribution. It's in its ability to load itself entirely to RAM. That you're really, uh, if you're looking for to maximize your your battery life on your uh, on your little netbook, there it's it's definitely got uh, it's definitely got some merit to it. And I wanted to mention with uh, with when you run Puppy, uh, you're gonna you know it's a live CD the first time you run it. You go and uh, you run the uh, the live CD. You go into the distribution. You go and make whatever changes. You know, window manager. You want to if you want to change the window manager, whatever programs you want to add, whatever you know, customization you want to do to the theme, your documents, all this other stuff. When you exit out of Puppy, it's going to ask you where you want to save this file. They call it pup underscore save fs is the name of the file, and that file is all your changes that you've made. And basically, when you go when you go and make uh, when you go and uh, make that file, you have a choice. You can either not use encryption, you can use light encryption, or you can use heavy encryption. And if you go and choose to use uh, either light or heavy encryption, the next time you boot up Puppy, it's going to ask you for a password. So one of the I should preface this by saying one of the knocks on Puppy is that it it runs as root. You're running as root all the time in Puppy. It's not like, uh, you know, Debian or, or Fedora or something like that where you're using a, a multi-user uh, operating system. Puppy, you're root all the time. So this obviously is a big problem if you've, you know, you got a family or something like that and you've got multiple users using the same, the same computer. If you're running Puppy, everybody can see what everybody else is doing. But with this pup underscore save.2fs file with this encryption ability added in, I think it was added in in Puppy 4.0. You can go and have multiple instances of this uh, pup underscore save.2fs file. You know, you name them differently, so you, you might add the username afterwards, uh, after the pup dot, after the pup underscore save part, you'd add the username. And that way you might have five or six users on the system. They all have their different uh, dot two fs files and puppy when you start up puppy it goes and looks on your hard drive it looks on all the partitions you can put the underscore the pup underscore save dot two fs file you can put on ntfs partition you can put on usb drive basically puppy when you runs it's going to look for where that file is and it gives you a little option you know which one you want to pick if you got three or four it just numbers them and you pick which uh, which file you want which personal save file you want to use for that uh, for that session of puppy so well, with the encryption, they've kind of, uh, kind of certainly uh, um, um, diminished the problem with the root business. I, I'm not a security expert, so there's a lot of, uh, a lot of you know, flames going back and forth in the forum about the root thing. So I'm just going to mention that it's root, and and you can make your, you can make your own decisions uh, based on, based on the, uh, the encryption of the personal save file and whatnot. And um, that's pretty much. Uh, pretty much all I wanted to mention concerning uh, concerning Puppy Linux. I think I covered uh, covered just about anything. I would go and give it uh, give it a try. Certainly if you have uh, older uh, older uh, hardware, it's definitely got uh, got quite a bit uh, quite a bit of merits. It uses a, a, a modern Linux kernel. It uses 
21.7 and uses Xorg 7.3. And um, so you, you've got, you know, as far, as far as support for devices and whatnot, you're using a very modern kernel. And it's also got, if you do have an older system, something you can't get to working with uh, Xorg, they have Xvessor included in it, you know, and that's, that's basically supposed to work with just about just about everything under the sun so they have that as a backup so it's it's got uh, the project got a lot of merit to it and I would I would give it uh, you know I'd give it a try and, and, and see how you feel about it and and uh, with that that's the end of the episode uh, I hope you enjoyed listening uh, thank you very much and good day thank you for listening to Hacker Public Radio HPR is sponsored by caro.net so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting needs.